Johnny. Do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. It's time for the episode of Matt and Mattingly's Ice Cream Social. Sitting across from me is Paul Mattingly. Across from me, it's Mr. Matt Donnelly. Now the knobs and dials. Jacob up the audio guy. That dreamboat. We're preaching fun. Uh, I was uh, watching uh, game one of the NBA Finals yep. at uh, Miller's Ale House in uh, Town Square. Yep. Yes. Uh, and I went with a fellow vegetarian, Graham. Okay. And uh, we... we uh, Huddled up to the bar there, and uh, we were going to order veggie burgers, right? Got it. So Graham says to the bartender, "Do you have veggie burgers?" Well, yeah, there's on the menu. <laughs> it's on the menu. Because I'll have a veggie burger with uh, your your fried onions and uh, uh, um, sautéed mushrooms and guacamole. And she says, "Oh, oh, uh, uh, it's already um, like a veggie patty." Oh, so it's not all that stuff on top. <laughs> what no. the fuck? So she thought that Graham was ordering her to make a veggie burger. Like right. he was telling her the Hilarious. ingredients of which he would. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'd like a veggie burger comprised of mostly guacamole. <laughs> can you pan, can you, can can you pan, pan fry, fry a slab of guac? <laughs> which would probably be awesome. Graham is an asshole. <laughs> it's like, uh, tell the cook, make sure it's the key to... Pattying mixed vegetables uh, <laughs> is wet hands. When you're gonna you're gonna ball the patty, you want to make sure he has wet hands and not too much pressure. And not too much pressure. You want to you want to smash it later as you pan sear, but don't be afraid to put that the ball patty in the pan. The secret is put meat in there. <laughs> I mean, I'm that posi- holds it together very well. Really does bind it up. I'm positive that we are the first and, and last two people to order a veggie burger from this woman at the bar. I'll yeah. bet. Yeah. So I want to give her some credit. But the idea that you would show up at Tim Miller's house and be like, can you make a veggie patty for me, please? <laughs> With the following ingredients. Here's a recipe I'd like you to follow. Look, there's it's a Whole Foods. the old country. There's a Whole, there's a whole Foods right on the corner here. Here's a list. Hand it to you know, your busboy, whoever you want to have, get over there. But, It'd be uh, fun to do that as a millionaire. <laughs> to go to a restaurant and go, I see what you have on offer. <laughs> I would like this. <laughs> go and procure it. Actually, go to the restaurant next door, buy what they have, then cook it the way you would. <laughs> That's what I, I like I the food at the restaurant next door better than your food. Yeah. But I like your atmosphere better. I like your TVs. Yeah. I like your TVs and your preparation style. Your cooks are good cooks. We went through the whole game. We forgot to even talk about it. Like we just got the past game? that point. Yeah. No, the the veggie burger incident. Oh, pfft. then we just started watching the game and stuff. Yeah. And then we left. I texted him. I was like, "How the fuck did we not talk about it? the woman thought you were telling her how to make a veggie burger?" <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's preposterous. Uh, I went and saw Wonder Woman. Oh, yesterday. Okay, with Anne, we actually got a couple hours together in the same time zone. It's amazing. Uh, I will say that there is the. Uh, authentic buzz about the movie. There really it really is. A, it was a Monday afternoon showing. Yeah. The place was packed. Yeah, and also just like, 
it's not like it seems to be the only people who talk about movies are like movie snobs. Yes. You know? It's been a while since I've heard a lot of people just talking about, hey, I want to go see yep. this movie. Hey, did you see this movie yet? Assuming that people have are going to go see it. I know it's summer blockbuster time. It's when it's supposed to happen. But I haven't felt like I've authentically heard buzz around a movie. Yeah. Casually. Do you know what I mean? Where people are like, oh, yeah, I wonder when we got to go see it. Like, it's a given. Yes. You got to go see this blockbuster. Right. It is getting yeah. great word of mouth. Very good movie. Yeah. Very good movie. I liked... Which is a big win for the DC Universe, Paul, right? Huge. Oh, talk yeah. nerd, talk huh? Man, they needed it. They, they've not been doing Man, well trying to, do the, uh, trying to do the, like, the Marvel-like thing. Oh. Of having the superheroes cross paths doesn't seem to be... Just any... Well, <coughs> and they did the right thing of not having a bunch of superhero cameos in this. Right. It's just Wonder Woman's story, mm-hmm. which is great. It's a good origin story. It's a... It's a World War One story. This is what I loved about it. So, um, you know, I've been listening to Hardcore History. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a huge... Which I'm waiting for them to do some new ones. Well, there's a huge series on World War One. Yeah. Which is fascinating. And horrific. Sure. Just reading all these firsthand accounts and these letters and just... Ooh. The amount of sheer carnage... Apparently, war very unpleasant. Man, but this was the one that just people were not ready. Right, it, right. It it changed the whole game. And there's a thing about so many ways. weapons getting better yes. and warfare not evolving, right? That's, right, yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. You had, at the beginning of this war, you had men on horseback in giant, beautiful, crested suits. Yeah. You know... Right, loading and, muskets. Yeah, it was it was very hard to shoot someone. Very hard to shoot someone, and it was incredibly regimented. Yeah, warfare was a noble. But they talk thing. about this, even in modern warfare, they talk about how like people don't want to shoot other people. Mm-mm. You know, basically, like in, in the old wars, they were yelled at. You know, sergeants were like, "Guns down! Like, don't just fire your gun to pretend like you're fighting. You know, like yeah. shoot at somebody." Yeah. And then at World War One, it seemed like people got really good at shooting people. We still just lined people up. That's just it. Right. And people just, they, you know, they had the new Gatling guns and all kinds of stuff. Jacob, helicopters? No helicopters in World War One. Uh, I believe gliders. <laughs> gliders <laughs> only. First use of gliders. <laughs> they, uh, they just would just meet grind against these weapons. Yeah. They just send soldiers straight to their death. And yeah. this was what changed so many people's opinion of war and combat in general and whether or not it was noble or glorious in any way. Right. Because they would just see all their buddies just running up into a bullet and that's it. Yeah. Like they didn't do anything heroic. They jumped out of a, a trench and got shot. Right. Oof. That's it. And, 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 and there's just stacks and stacks of uh, staggering amounts of death. And they don't sugarcoat it too much in this film. They they talk about a lot of that and they show a lot of that. And I think it's a necessary reminder and a necessary history lesson on the horrors of war. Wonder Woman goes into the carnage of World War One. Yep. Wow. It's all about World War One. Okay. And it's uh and chemical warfare, the beginning mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. It's uh yeah, it's it's gritty and and canned vegetables, the disgusting practice. Barf. Just... Barf. But that's that's just it. Like, people forget just how awful yeah. a world war 
could be. And I think we need a good, strong reminder right now. This just in, war, bad. Any, any <laughs> war, any war should be avoided at all costs. And, you know, a world war. Woo. We have so many other channels, diplomatic, economic, ways to change people's minds, ways to enforce laws. You, you say that, Paul, but when you can take out an airport for almost 24 hours by dropping the mother of all bombs, you've Dude, got to. Don't even tell you me. You have to. This is what I mean. We're in that place where we got to really <laughs> think about what the fuck we're doing. Uh, but it's, it's great, and Gal Gadot is great. In mm-hmm. it, and Chris Pine is awesome. The uh, stories of uh, people being upset that they're doing all women viewing parties oh, so is dumb. hilarious. So dumb. People are so. D- I mean, that, the fact that you're upset is the reason that they should have them. <laughs> right. That's the thing. The fact that you're upset about it is the reason it. There should be more. Like I, fr- like, I have the fu- Who fucking cares? I meant to bring this up last week. I actually usually take that like. It's funny. I still have an old an old habit of assuming this would be a geek shock topic. Yeah, and I was like, oh, we should bring this up on <laughs> Ice Cream Social. Everybody's talking about Wonder Woman right now. No, I know, but uh, yeah, but the, specifically the, oh, the screening that, controversy. Yes, I thought yes, was yeah. really funny. It's so silly. It's so silly, and it. I mean, it just you know, you're just generating more business anyway. Right. That's fine. Yeah. Have your have your dumb opinion. The guy who wanted to protest all of Austin because there's a movie theater in Austin that did an all woman showing was amazing. And this is like the exact problem with internet anger right now, which yeah. is like, oh, where can I point to anyone and be like, you forever die? You know, like, yeah, Austin has a business that's doing an all female showing. Everyone should rally to stop Austin, Texas, from being a thing. Oh. Agreed. So uh, dumb. Uh, yeah. It's great. Go see it. It's a good time. It's a very entertaining film. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything. It's good. Did you go with Anne? Yeah. Now, when you go to a good movie like that with Anne and Anne tries to put the moves on you, do you like slap her hand or do you like, do you lean away? I let her do whatever she wants. <laughs> you don't care. You, you, you have that it. kind of focus? Well, I, you know, I've got the the popcorn bucket on my dick already. <laughs> that's already there. So that's, that's part because at this point you just can't get comfortable unless that's happening. Right? I can't get hard unless there's popcorn around my cock. That's <laughs> that's the thing that's getting weird. That's the thing that's getting tough. So yeah. we're buying stock in Orville Redenbacher. Oh, all right. Uh, so it's kind of insider trading or, happening. Right? Orville Redenbacher, as I call yeah. him. Inside her hey trading. Oh, hey, oh. Okay. Uh, uh, Guys. Uh, once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> no. Was uh, it hard to nap through the third act then? <laughs> Yeah, like after yeah, after I've my, <laughs> my refractive period just gets just gets longer and longer and I was like, "Oh." But then by the third act I'm back. Bang. Two rounds, two shots. Two shots during that one. It's a long movie. It's a two shot movie. Two shot. Good for two shots. this two two popcorn bucket shots. Two shots. Right up. No, it's great. Really, really enjoyed it. Robin Wright's amazing in it. I mean, everybody's there's some really great stuff in it, and uh, and like I say, it's the first really solid DC outing since the the Nolan Batman trilogy. I mean, Nolan knocked it out of the park with that stuff, right? So it blows my mind when they start to reboot the Batman so so fast and stuff. But I get it what they're going for with the the DC. They're trying to compete, but I could give a fuck about the Justice League though. Yeah, I don't care. I do not care. Well, that's I just I, I I so dislike. I mean, 
I hope they prove me wrong. I really do. Right. I hope I enjoy it. I hope it's good because more How? more good superhero movies generate more good superhero movies. Right. Competition is what we always need. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, the thing about uh, the Wonder Woman thing that I, in hindsight, is surprising me, is like everyone's like, oh, a woman stars in it and a woman's directing it. It's the first time women have grossed a hundred million dollars. And I was like, well, who cares? Aren't we past that? You know. Mm-hmm. But then I have to think. That like ten years ago, if you told me a Wonder Woman movie is coming out, I would have just not given a shit. And it's not it has nothing to do with women, but the actual character of Wonder Woman. Right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just was like, oh wait a minute, just peel, peel us all back. I'm hearing genuine buzz about the movie. I definitely want to see it. My wife definitely wants to see it. And no, no, we're expecting to go see a nice blockbuster. Yeah. We're expecting to go see a nice little popcorn popper. Good, 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 good action movie. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the fact that you're doing that with Wonder Woman is a feat, period. Just yeah. the property of Wonder Woman being interesting in, in an actual real way and not like a tongue-in-cheek kind of right. way. Right, as campy as it was right. to have it come through as solid. Well, I mean, they did that same thing with Batman when they, you sure. know, Schumacher went nuts yeah. and didn't know what the 60s show was all about. No. At all. No. Lost it completely. He's like, yeah. oh, it's bright colors and tits. No. <laughs> no. I mean, it is. In his defense, but he thinks everything. It is. Oh, <laughs> gas stations are bright colors and tits. It right. is, but but that 60s show is so deeply subversive. Yes. Holy fuck. And there's not a, there's not a drop of subversion in Batman and Robin. No. It's just out there. It's just open, dumb. Look at my wiener. Look at my m- boobs. Or or purposeful comedy that's giving the audience credit for knowing it's funny. Right. There's like nothing the, funny in Batman and Robin. No. But the '60s Batman, like, come on, oh, the guys. '60s Batman yeah. show, yeah, yeah, was silly. Yeah, was but, silly, but but like, the, but wisely, like they knew it. The audience knew this is the laughing era. This is the you know, those yes, kinds of, right, like, totally in on the joke. I mean, like. I couldn't appreciate it as a kid. I no. love it now. That, that's what I'm saying. Like that move. That, that I bring this up as an example all the time. That y- you have a habit of like, like Penn actually brought this up with religion. Like we just think you look back a hundred years ago or two hundred years ago, or three or four hundred, five hundred years ago, and or six hundred years ago that everyone. Wait, where was I going with this? Se- oh yeah, you look back seven hundred years ago. No, eight hundred nine. So uh, is this the beginning of Buck Rogers? Yeah. So if you let's just pick a number, a thousand years ago. So uh, you hear about rituals, and you hear about you know crazy religions, and you hear about crazy societies, and you're like, oh my god, everyone was nuts. And then we go to now, which is like this church is run by one nut. The rest of us go because it's Sunday, right? And we're like, oh, I guess we'll go check out this thing, you know. And you just you assume that everyone before you was this, was this crazy, uninformed zealot, and. There were just so many free thinkers who were just going along with shit like there are now. Yeah. So, because what the fuck else were you gonna do on a Sunday? Yeah, and that's why Penn was saying that because he hates that about James Bond. Like he says that like you look at like Austin Powers and all these things that, that make fun of James Bond. Mm-hmm. That's done with the assumption that James Bond wasn't in on it when they made it. Right. And it's kind of when you look at it now, you realize like oh they they knew, they knew that a laser you know and what I would going say towards is his crotch over what I would say was funny. Yeah. Is that now the last two have completely lost that. Casino Royale was the last good Bond film. This last these one I enjoyed. These other two are shit. 
I did not enjoy the other no, ones at all. They're just hyper violent for no good reason. And they even pump that it's going to be more interesting. So like one was that Bond uh, kind of figures out who he is and where he came from. Right. 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 That was such an interesting thing. Like, oh, what if they really did that? And and they had the dramatic cast to do that. And it wasn't. It was just a shoot him up thing in a mansion. And yep. he happened yeah. to kind of know where. He, yeah. There was nothing deep no. about it at all. Then the one where he kind of comes... It was Home Alone grown up. <laughs> it, was, dumb. it was totally Home Alone. He was looking out for the wet bandits. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. I don't, I don't care for... And that's just... You're yeah. exactly right. They've lost the fun. Mm-hmm. And when you lose the fun, you're done. That's yeah. And that's... DC's uh, been the same way. They've lost the fun. Yeah. And it's, it's a tricky fucking balance. Yeah. You can get two cheese ball. Absolutely. There's plenty of real scary, rough, hardcore moments in those early Bond films. Yeah. But there's also a lot of wink at the camera. Yeah. And just, this means my dick. Yes. Stupid shit. And that, that should be the name of the next Bond movie. <laughs> this means my dick. 007. This means my dick. My, basically, you'd have him have him with a gun. Like, this means my dick. This means my dick. That'd be perfect. Rest up for the third act. Um, it's a two-popper. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I want to see Wonder Woman. Good. Uh, You'll like it. I was laughing so hard. At, I guess this is Thursday's episode. So by this time, I believe the Golden State Warriors are up 3 nothing. As, <laughs> as the time of recording, they're up 2 nothing. But someone... Uh, Steph Curry, there's memes. I can't even avoid the memes. <laughs> He's basically putting LeBron in a blender. What's going oh, on? Oh, that was uh, game two. Yeah, Easy. that was that was rough. Twisting him up. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was, uh, there was a double dribble. Uh, but there also was an uncalled uh, chop to the ribs. So right. there was two. There was two non-calls. Fair is fair. Fair is fair on that one, and uh, the, that's the coolest thing. So remember last year, I just thought Golden State winning without Steph Curry playing well was uninteresting to me, and that's why I ended up rooting for the Cavs at the end. Even though I'm a Golden State fan, I guess, but I'm really a Steph Curry fan. Seeing Steph Curry being able being healthy and playing like a good basketball player in the finals is fantastic. Oh yeah, and he's feeling the moment. So in game in uh, game one, he ended up with Kevin Love on him, right? And the audience, you felt the audience go like, "Oh!" And the audience went like that because he blew the game winning shot in game seven with Kevin Love guarding him, and so Kevin right. Love shut him down. Thank God, Kevin Love came back into the game and blah blah blah, right? And there was this feeling of like, of course, if you ask him academically, no, taking him on in the second quarter of game one is not like the, there's not redemption for losing the finals and blah 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 mm. doesn't matter that was last year Jordan yes. Jordan and like great stars like feel moments beyond the game they just uh-huh. know they know the cameras are always on they know the narrative there and they know they've already gone through it where they've they've winced away from those moments and they get crushed in the press anyway so what I like is that Steph Curry's like oh he's just embracing it yeah he's like I know this isn't a big thing but you know what fuck it I gotta fucking take this guy mm-hmm. and he right. took Kevin Love in game one and he fucking took LeBron in game two. And it's great. It's great basketball. It's they they are they do know what's going on and they feel it and they know what happened when it happened. That's what I like about it. Cool. Uh the the finals have been absolutely boring, which is why we haven't done another sporty mix balls balls or yep. balls things considered podcast. It's just been so I can talk about how the only the only big takeaway I think is like Lamarcus Aldridge, I believe, has amnesia. That was the only thing I want to talk about on Sporty McBalls <laughs> Balls. And we just there's not enough podcast to build around it, so I'll just say it here. Yeah. LaMarcus Aldridge came over to the Spurs to take on the Warriors and to be, to make them a perennial contender. Kawhi Leonard goes out on an injury. He's definitely the highest paid guy. He's supposed to be the next big star. To step the guys, I've seen that guy score 40 points in a playoff game. And I swear to God, he walking around the court, it is like he woke up that morning in a hospital and he's like, I don't know who I am. And they're like, okay, well, you're LaMarcus Aldridge and you do have a basketball game to play tonight. And he's like, no. What, what am I? 
No. Basketball? No. He's just asleep at the wheel, huh? He just was walking around like he didn't know how to play basketball anymore. Yeah, weird. It was really weird. Um, oh. That was my only big takeaway. That and uh, and uh, uh, I thought the Clippers threw uh, Game 7. In, right. In their first round against the Jazz. They're like, wait, we're trying really hard to go seven games to play the Warriors? That seems like a bad idea. And the fourth quarter, they're like, go ahead, guys. Layup lines for the Jazz. Go ahead. Uh, anyways, the playoffs have been super boring. I do love watching the Warriors play. They just play a good brand of basketball. And the games have been fun to watch. I know that the fourth quarters haven't, but the games themselves have been fun to watch. So I've been enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. The second quarters especially have been, have been really fun. Yeah. So uh, I assume last night was much closer than the game. Three was so much closer than the game, the other first two games. Don't you think, Jacob? Oh, yeah. No, it was, game three was really competitive. Yeah. In fact, maybe the Cavs even won. I think the Cavs probably won. You think so? I do. Yeah. I, I think the Cavs took game three. Yeah, that's what everybody. That's that's the that's the hot take that everyone's taken. Yeah, we'll see. They got it on lock. Well, it's but, like they always say, it's but, not a series until uh, oh, until somebody loses at home. But yeah, I bet it goes to seven games. No, you see, this is so funny. There's no yeah. fucking way it's going to seven. It's not All going right. to seven. Well, prove me wrong, internet. I we will. Here's the thing. Great. Please, as, please as, do. I say we as if I am the internet. I right. will love if it happens. If there is a conspiracy theory, this is driving me crazy. This is, but the only reason why I was bringing this up actually was to talk about conspiracy theory bullshit. Everyone's like, oh, it's just a conspiracy theory that the Cavs and the Warriors met in the finals. Eh, not really. No. It's not a coincidence that the two best teams met in the finals. The two people right. who are making the craziest moves with the best players in the league, knowing they want to win championships, beating everybody who's not as good. I don't, I don't if the Celtics and Lakers had think... met in the finals... I will listen to your conspiracy theories. <laughs> that's not, I, just the, the conspiracy theory is just that it goes to seven games. But none of the series have gone seven games. None. No. Okay. So if the NBA has the power, they make just as many millions of dollars selling ads uh, 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 on all the playoffs. Right? So the amount of money they've already left on the table, not going to seven games with other series. Right. They're not, they won't necessarily all just make that up by having the game go seven. It is so rare historically to look back on the NBA they never go to seven games. Right. It's rare that it happens. And if it was just about conspiracy making money, they would. Yeah. Now, there are specific instances where you look back at certain series where where you can be mad at the officiating for having too, too high of an impact on one side or the other. Sure. Uh-huh. Suns-Lakers back in the day, the Mike Bibby. Right. That series, the, the refs had a huge unfair advantage that was pro-Lakers right. at that time. Now, they still choked. Right. Numerous occasions. They still had chances to win they that game. They still could have won. Yeah. They didn't do it. But uh, uh, I think those unfair things happen. I'm not saying that the sport is always fair. Right? No. But that, nothing's fair. But the thing that goes unfair is a puppeteering endeavor. Is, Probably not. Is rare. Yeah. Refs just kind of getting ahead of it and just fucking it up. Or, refs get, or one ref in particular just getting pissed off at a certain head coach and team. Right. That is fair game. That happens. Yeah. Last year, the Cavs came back out of nowhere uh, to win uh, uh, four four out of five. They were down three one. Yes, yeah, they won four out of five. Uh, were they down three one or three, three out of five? They were down three to no. They were down two zero, one one, two to one. Okay, down. That's right. Three one and then won three in a row. Yes, that's what it was. They went on a run at the end. Yeah. So if you want to crack conspiracy, you can. That was the first time in history it's ever happened. That's why it was so crazy. That's right. why it was exciting. So like to say that you engineer that, well, then it would have happened some other time because yeah. why would they wait till the 50 blanth year to do right. that? So I hate conspiracy theory stuff when it comes to sports. 
I believe the betting last year when when the Cavs were down three one was something like plus six fifty yeah. to, to bet on the Cavs to win the whole thing. It was history. No one had ever yeah. done it. Every every hundred that means for every hundred dollars you bet, you would get six hundred fifty dollars back and your original hundred. And that's why people are like this year being like, well, maybe you never know. Last year, I was like, well, last year that was the first time it's ever happened. Right. So the idea that they can do it again probably not going to happen again. Yes, I mean, like this thing that never happens is going to happen two years in a row. Right. I think it's pretty rare. Um, what does confuse me though is the Cavs have not been defending the Warriors the way that I thought they would. When I picked the Cavs, because I picked the Cavs to win this series, yeah, uh, and I thought for sure. And I'm sorry, but we don't feel like doing a sports podcast. So here yeah, we go. Yeah. Uh, I thought for sure that Kyrie Irving would be on Steph the whole series. Yeah, I thought I thought that it was going to be point guard versus point guard on both ends of the court. And, yeah, and, they, and instead, they, they value, both value their offense too much. They're, yeah. high, they're trying to hide them on day. Yes. Yeah. Now, the Warriors are doing really sophisticated stuff on pick and roll stuff. Oh, stuff, yeah, yeah. Which is really neat to watch if you if you like to watch that. The Warriors, are doing, I mean, the Warriors are doing a lot of good stuff. They're pre-switching on pick and roll. So when they seem like they're going to uh, use Steph to match him up on pick and roll, the Warriors are switching before that person sets the pick. Yeah. So that, that Sean Livingston or someone else is hopping up. Right. To take the pick and stuff's already switching off of the pick and roll before they run it. Yeah. It's neat to watch and play. Uh, it's that kind of stuff is fascinating. What I'm curious about this, and uh, I, I believe they already adjusted this. Again. I know they adjusted this last night, so forgive yeah. me for saying this. Uh, it's arrogance to say that you're going to run with Golden State, and just because you ran with the East doesn't mean you should run. Like what I don't get is like, Paul, this is where I want you back in this conversation. Yes. No matter what style you would win, let's say you're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Does that help you? No. Okay. So, uh, what game do you play where you have to use strategy? XCOM. Okay. So, you're playing XCOM. And you get to uh, a, a high level playing mm-hmm. XCOM by being super fast. Can you do that? Uh, aggressive? Yeah, you can do. You can play aggressively. Okay. So, so you go playing aggressively. Up until a pen that talks level. about how you shouldn't use analogies where you don't know one side of the analogy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's why he has that podcast that gets <laughs> yeah. more, more listeners than we have ours. Yeah. <laughs> What I'm curious about is that, like, what, when you run into someone that can outdo that style, and you can go another style yes. and win, and you don't do that just because you've right. done the aggressive style the whole time, so why would why change now? Is idiocy right? So in the second quarter of game two, uh-huh. Cleveland played Golden State to a crawl and actually got within three points. Yes, and it was an ugly quarter. Right, and uh, it forced it was a Golden style State. of basketball that Golden State does not like to play. No, and Golden State they slowed just down, down and yep. played a lot of hero ball, a lot of hero shots. Yep. And I was like, oh, this is where this game is going. Right. And I then, thought the same thing. And then the and third, third quarter, quarter, they tried to run with them again. Yeah. And I was like, listen, you... Ugly them. Bill, Bill Simmons said it perfectly. If you're going to give both teams 110... You know, if you're going to give 110 possessions for the game... Right. You're not going to match up. The math isn't there. Right. Your ability to outshoot out the Warriors just isn't there. Yeah. So... The only way you stand a chance is to slow it down. Then, what you slow it down is to be more physical. Those right. are the two advantages you can have on that team. So, regardless of how they're you the, outran the they're fucking the physically bigger team, aren't they? Cleveland is yes. bigger. And regardless of how you outran the fucking Pacers and the fucking Celtics without their best player, right? That shouldn't apply to how the fuck you're going to play the Golden State yes. Warriors. But it's hard in the moment to see that. The other thing is, is Cleveland is playing. I, I just said it with with Kyrie and and Steph, but also. I thought that uh, LeBron would be on Kevin Durant defensively. Right. And I thought LeBron would be hitting him. 
I thought I thought it was going to be physical and ugly, and people would be bad mouthing LeBron by this time in the, of the series, saying that he's playing dirty. Ah, uh, so you're half right. I mean, LeBron has played the majority of game one, and then some of game two, the majority of the events on on Kevin Durant. Yes, so he's been on there. Yeah, but he hadn't been hitting him. No, I thought. Yeah, I thought a couple of things. I thought you're going to pick your poison, right? Which I thought would be much easier to let Durant have his. And just spend all your effort double teaming and shutting down Steph. Right. And making sure that only one superstar. Sure. It's weird. It's weird. Guys, it's a crazy world. It's weird. Guys, we said it right here. Uh, Oh, another speaking of other Twitter bullshit. We did get someone right in saying like, hey, have you warned that Scoop Fest is 18 and over content? Have you heard about this? I, I have. Uh... We've not said that officially. We've not said that officially, but there, the, the, last year we had Puppetry of the Penis come out and there was dicks all over the place. Yep. Everywhere. We just shocked full of dicks, Scoop Fest was. <laughs> yeah. And then also we had boobies and uh, burlesque act. Yeah. But the boobies are still technically covered with the tassel, so we're still played by that rule with the with the G-string underwear. And we're the, safe. Whatever those rules are there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there's a chance that could happen again. We don't know what's going on, but just, there's a yep. chance that it's happening. So if you're bringing your kid to a fil- uh, the filth fest that is our podcast. Right. No, that, that that's going on. But just for that one event, you could, yeah. you could miss ten minutes of that and you'd be fine. Yeah, there's only one person really unpleased with the with the penis, and that made my night. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I like making sure that we 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 fire on ever on all cylinders that we're not just like uh, I never want to be my my worry even with the sticker stuff right is that we get too shock jockey and like morning radio or like yeah like Opie and Anthony to whip him out Wednesdays for boobs and stuff. And like I just don't want to get like uh, cash in all of our our uh, notoriety chips for like let's see boobs all the time, right? So I like it to I like I like to be all involved, all shapes and sizes, all ages, yeah, uh, uh, for that stuff. And that all will be in the Friday Night Welcome right. Variety Show. So we're not saying that if you're under eighteen that you're not going to be allowed in, yeah. But just know if you are coming, if you're bringing somebody who is under eighteen. Um, you're going to be responsible for that, and there's going to be stuff in there that uh, you might uh, you might not want your 17 year old to see. But yeah. who knows? We we won't tell you how to do that. Just don't get mad at us when there are dicks on stage. Don't get mad at us with the dicks on stage, Come you on. guys. And also, there's going to be booze. Yeah, but that you can't get that unless you're 21, right? I want to be clear about that. Don't try. <laughs> we're not we're not going to be throwing like a high school party or something like that. Went to a party last night, and. Um, for that, uh, the, the beautiful Melody Sweets through the of absent fame well, yeah, and yeah, that's some other stuff. That's got to uh, be a fun party. Oh, always a good time. Uh, she she always has uh, caterers and bartenders and everything that, that come to it. Fancy. So I was uh, standing there at the bar uh, getting uh, getting an alcoholic beverage. I know that's not like me, but uh, How this, dare you? this time I decided ah, to get some alcohol. Jacob Smith. And um, wow, as I'm man. standing there, and the the bartender is fixing my drink. This kid comes up. He's probably about eleven or twelve. Can I get a glass of wine? <laughs> Bartender goes, nope. Goes, okay. Walks away. I used to. Could try, Ballsy. <laughs> yep. My, uh, my. I was like, somebody had to have put him up to that. Definitely. Yeah. My stepmother used to send me underage to get her cigarettes. Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jimmy Sloan and I were talking about that last night. Cause, yeah. Because I was telling him about it. He was like, wait, that wasn't my kid, was it? I was like, no, no, no. Different kid. No, like but yeah, we were talking about that. How you could used to be able to do that. Yeah, and I, I didn't smoke cigarettes, but it was, I don't know why they just they, they gave me a, like a scrutinizing look or whatever. But I was like, I would come with a note, yeah, from my stepmother, with money, and a note and like a little bag, and be like, I'm my my stepmother needs cigarettes, and she her car is broken, and so I rode my bike here with this note to get her cigarettes, and they would sell me cigarettes. Yeah, 
and I'd ride home. And I really didn't smoke them. And how old were you then? I want to say like 11. Yeah. See, I was, I was saying this to Jimmy last night, that I think that after a certain age, so if you have to be 18 to buy cigarettes, yeah. I feel like up up to you know like 12 or 13, yeah. they'll sell them to you. Yeah. From 13 to 17 and a half. No way. They'll just tell you to go away. You know, that was the strangest thing about Tyranny's Tavern. I know there are rules, but I didn't know what they... I still don't know until now. I worked there for eight <laughs> years. Okay? Yeah. So there's a restaurant. Right. And then uh, we served food till uh, 11, mm-hmm. you know, and then stayed open till one. Okay. Right? And at like nine or 10, a bouncer would be there. Okay. Right? And then... But we served food to families. All night long. And so, like, I didn't know where... I never knew when the cutoff was. Right. When do we stop letting children in here to eat food? Right. Like, when does it have to be 21 over in the whole place versus just at the bar? Yeah. I still don't know to this day. I bet you never have to. I bet the law... I bet, I bet, I bet legally you never have to right. stop. Right, it's just our way of making sure we only serve 21 over at that point. Right. Right. And also just having uh, having some security there if, if something if, if you need some security right so that by, by that rationale right I can't go to the bouncer and be like you're telling me like I'm not 21 but I'm just gonna eat some fries right can you let me in no right probably not it's weird so like I, I don't know how that I don't understand, I don't know how that works well but I, I don't like with again Vegas, I don't think it's a legal thing with Vegas right, it's, it's the company policy yeah it's all feet. Yeah, it's, Vegas is ridiculous. It's it is to the Paul's line. hands are in the air right now, <laughs> gesturing wildly. It's how close we got are his you, phone out of it. It's really exciting. How yeah. close are you to the games? Uh, you can do a lot, but you can't get too close to the games. That's right. the only thing. If you're if you're a baby, you can do a lot. You can walk through any hotel and casino. Yeah, you just gotta stay on the path. Yeah, if you wander into the games. Yeah. It is. Did, it is about like a, like literally lines on a carpet, and it's yeah. it's it's strangely exactly so, and you think it's impossible. I watched a woman walking through the casino one time, and she had a I don't know probably a ten year old daughter with her, mm-hmm. and uh, t- tells the daughter get up in that chair on the slot machine so I can take your picture, and, like put uh, your hands on the uh, on the uh, slot uh. machine, and security guard comes over to her and beats <laughs> beats them both down, just <laughs> fucking clubs them. <laughs> Get out the chair. You dumb bitch. Enjoy your stay. <laughs> Here's some free buffet tickets. I hope you enjoy the rest of your stay. Stay, stay on <laughs> the just, carpet. They're bloody on the ground. He does the thing where he just takes out free buffet tickets and just tosses them onto their, <laughs> onto their lifeless bodies. Get yourself something to eat, yeah. kid. Just comes over to him, though, and he goes, looks at the woman, and he goes, you can't do that. <laughs> I always like that when yeah when the person he's not yelling he's not making a big deal out of it he's just like you stupid cunt you can't you know you can't do that like there's always the stories of New York cops if you if you're out smoking smoking a joint on the sidewalk or something yeah. like that most of the time New York cops are like what are you doing stop that put that out yeah and you'd be like oh okay right and you'd be like oh, all right the guy like this fun yeah and then beat the death best buffet ever had just also beat best best buffet ever had was in New York City weird. Weird. They have a bunch of buffets. New York, known for its buffets. Uh, oh, I heard about this case. No, I can't. Uh, someone told me this privately. I don't All know. right, don't. All right. Yeah, no. Don't get mind. into that. But uh, <laughs> Someone told me this in confidence. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. No. I okay. thought it was in the paper, and as I went to talk, I was like, no, this no, was told to This me. was confidential. Uh, somebody fucked a duck. Uh, the headline is, uh, people get money for the strangest things. Okay, good. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I've, I think I've mentioned it before. But when Star Trek The Experience first opened, 
They were not prepared for the lines. Oh, right. And the lines. Well, they eat people. Right. Well, the lines. I mean, usually they're out like in the. Lines, not lions. Yeah. Oh, lions. Yeah. The lines wound through the casino (laughs) and got into and intermixed with some of the games. Sure. And there were kids in those lines because this was during let's make Vegas kid friendly times. Right. But at the same time, they couldn't have kids there. Yeah. And they got fined a lot for having kids. That seems silly. Oh, yeah, but that's how this town works. Oh, totally. It's all about fines, fines everywhere, the fines. Yeah, I'm curious, like, there's a, there's a new kind of wave of anti-rideshare here? This seems like a new push to get Uber They Lyft. fixed it a little bit. They yeah. had an 11th hour tweak on those laws. Well, yeah, it's it, going to be really, it, it died, really tough. It died in committee. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like that new law is, is just done. Yeah, it was going to be really hard. They were going to require Uber drivers to carry, like, $300,000 worth of Liability insurance, yeah, right. which is a lot. Uh, each Uber driver was going to have to be uh, uh, have an LLC. Business. Yeah, right. Um, they were going to have to have markings on their cars, like a like a taxi cab would have to have on there. Yeah. Uh, the one that got struck down instantly was the. And this is all coming from the taxi cab companies. The one that got struck down instantly was the taxi cabs wanted the Uber drivers and Lyft drivers and every everybody else uh, to not be able to pick someone up for at least 10 minutes after that person put in the ride order on their on the app. That's so dumb. Yeah. It's all I mean that's that's purely just like let's try to make our competitors business worse. Those fucking yeah. taxi guys, the taxi people stopped the monorail from going to the airport. goddamn airport, which is so funny. It's the yeah. it's the it, dumbest thing. It's the grandest debacle. It's it's Simpson scale shittery. Yeah. And it, I mean, I was here for the whole thing. When they were building it, I'm like, guys, there, there's a, a classic Simpsons episode. <laughs> I, know, yeah, I wish like I wish someone just like, it was only like someone, six years old moderate. then, but it was like it was still a classic. I wish someone brought that episode to like the hearing. Yeah. Oh, they should have just showed it every fucking day. And they should show it every day to the fuckers who built that thing. <laughs> they should tie them to a chair, tie to a chair, and show them that fucking thing. It's such a fucking debacle. Nobody rides that goddamn thing. No, and and people our age, when you say like, no, Vegas has a monorail, people are like, what? And they always, yeah, it only rides on one side of the strip, and it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> what? Go like the yeah, Simpsons. it's like, terrible. Yes, yes. Exactly like the exactly Simpsons. Exactly like the Simpsons. Yeah. The exactly first couple of times like I came here as a tourist, because if that fucking thing had gone to the airport, oh, yeah. the money it would Game have made, changer. it would go everywhere now. Yeah. yeah. Strip traffic would be half because it'd be a monorail on both sides of the fucking strip. Right. Oh, the first couple of times I came here, I rode the monorail several times, mainly because I was poor and you could get a, you get a 24 hour pass for the monorail for $12 Yeah, you could get, there was a time when it was affordable. No, it's it's still, it's still very affordable. Uh, It's still, I think it's still the same thing. I I think it's like 10, 12 bucks for a day. To the uh, internet, Paul. Yes. Uh, we almost had Paul off his phone for like 10 minutes. <laughs> so, but, I've uh, only got 5% battery left. So, so I would pretty do soon that. this is going to be a... Oh, good. I'm excited uh, about the second half of this episode. Here. I would do that just to get up and down you the strip. You talk basketball for a 25-minute stretch. I think it was like I have eight no minutes. pace. No. Who's, whose podcast is it? I have, no, <laughs> I have no way to talk about basketball. I try to joke around during your topics. <laughs> what topics? Wonder Woman? I didn't see Wonder Woman. <laughs> you will. You should have. It's been out for three days. I was, what kind of a nerd you, are you? <laughs> I'm not. I know. I was going to go see it yesterday, but then I stayed at the party longer than I planned to. Good for you. Yep. That's better. I was planning on seeing it. Are you still looking for the monorail prices? I'm looking for the monorail prices. All right. Here we go. Wait. 
What are we looking for? Oh, it's $2,000 now, Jacob. Shove it in your dick. Oh, you know what? Fuck. They're, if you purchase online, the one day unlimited ride, only $10.80. There you go. You save 20 or 10%. That's, I believe that's exactly the prices that Jacob quoted. Yeah, yep. no, it is. It's and now crazy. I'm looking at it. It's we, still if you go bucks. there, it's $12. It's still 12 bucks. Wow. So who was right, Paul? You. All right. Holy shit. <laughs> Seven day unlimited 50 bones. There you go. If you want to do stuff on the monorail, it's a good cost. And if you are, if if you just, just want to get up and go down, enough places, if you want to just go up and down the strip, and you don't mind I doing some doing some right. hiking once you're once you're off of it, <laughs> right? Then it's great. Oh, it could have been so much better. Yeah, oh yeah, of course it could have. Goddamn thing. Someone, uh, a Lyft driver, actually said, you know, the thing that no one's uh, looking into that yet, at least not in the way that we we know between the two people who are talking. Uh, you talk about the fine it's a fine 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 city mm-hmm. we don't have taxes so we make things through fines yes yes uh, what is Lyft and Uber doing to the DUI amount of uh, of DUI tickets knocking it way the fuck down I'm curious I'm sure that's what I'm wondering I'm, I'm wondering where's the study on that I'm sure right. it's knocking it way down yeah because it has to be because the biggest thing the thing the thing I hate about the cab versus Uber Lyft debates is that I use Uber and Lyft most situations where I would never use a cab. Yes. That either. Right. Like it's like places like it is taking the place of like, I don't feel like calling my friend for a ride. That's right. where, that's, that's where it is in my life. Yeah. I don't feel like calling it in. So when I was being like shaken down for a $300 off the truck cable thing, uh, thing, I decided maybe I'll go get some lunch. It's not the fastest guys working on the tent in my yeah. window. I was never going to call a cab. No. To, to take me to a, to, to a, a, a little coffee spot. Right. But I just called. I called an Uber. Yeah, it was cheap, and I did it. Nice. So like, that's the main market is among, amongst. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You left in the middle of fate of the furious. I did. Fucking shit, man! It was I free watch the whole with thing. Chinese subtitles. But I wasn't gonna watch the whole thing, and I want to watch the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And also, by the way, <laughs> true, true to my take on the first uh, five, I, I gave up. I, I'm, I'm behind. I'm not afraid to watch it out of order. Right. I want to be clear. Well, this is number eight, right? This is number ten. Yeah, eight. this is a lot. Eight. No. Yeah. Eight of the Furious. Oh, okay. Fate of the Furious. F8 of okay. the Furious. Right? This is number eight, then. <laughs> I don't know. $12. I think, I think you're, you're, you're getting confused. They have ten in the works. Oh, okay. This isn't the last one? No. Oh, no. They're never going to stop making them. One called kidding? Fate of the Furious is not the last one. It made so much They're money on that dumb thing. Them. Vin Dude. Diesel looks like an old leather shoe now. <laughs> He's in that commercial for the for the cars now? Yeah. I was like, who's the grandma? I know. He looks, he looks like, like a grandma. He looks like someone putting out in the sun. He looks like a grandma. Yeah. It's, oh, uh, and, uh, Vin Diesel. The opening scene was whatever. And then Michelle Rodriguez has like mastered her like smile to the other guy while the camera's on you thing. Like she has this amazing thousand watt smile. And in the first 10 minutes, she does it like seven times. That's like her only line of dialogue is to look at Vin Diesel and smile knowingly. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We got an understanding. <laughs> Get it. Get it. Get it. <laughs> so you wonder why I went to lunch. Um, no, I'm not wondering. Yeah. The cars are better actors in that goddamn franchise. <laughs> the thing is that, like, you kidding I, me? I, uh, the cars have more pathos. 
But I like I Barf. like I like the movies because you can turn them on and off whenever you want. <laughs> hey, I I guess I, I can't watch. watch them except for Tokyo Drift. I can watch that all day. So that's the weird thing. <laughs> I know that's the one everybody hates. Yeah, I love it. It's like it's I don't like, love it. It's as, I enjoy you, it. it's as if you were a Bruce listener and you're like, I can only listen to Born in the USA. Oh, I can't listen ooh, to anything else. Oh, that song is gross. <laughs> that song is gross. That song's gross. It is. Uh, it's a. It's a gritty song. Oh, gritty is the word. All right. <laughs> uh, Paul is over two. There are ten Fast and Furious movies. What are you talking about? The Fast and the Furious. One, uh, too fast. Too furious. Two. Turbocharged. Do you count turbocharged? Uh, according to Wikipedia and all of the Fast and Furious stuff, it is. It is the uh, turbocharged prelude, uh, two thousand three. Uh, fast and the Furious. Tokyo believe- Drift. Fast and Furious. Uh, two thousand nine. Not not to be confused with the Fast and the Furious. Uh, okay. Los Bandoleros. Fast you can, you Five. Can, you can get the fuck out of here with Fast your and Los Furious Bandoleros. Six, Furious I, Seven. I think two and of those ones. The Fate of the Furious. Fate of the Furious. F8. Furious Seven. Furious Eight. There's eight in the main <laughs> canon. I believe Jacob mentioned two that went straight to DVD. Is that what it is? Yeah. Or I haven't just, seen any of them. So they're, I don't probably, know. they're probably yeah. just extended universe shit. No, you understand. Like uh, Tokyo Drift is where they got. Because uh, uh, Vin Diesel's out. On the next two, Turbo went straight to DVD. I don't think that actually okay. came out in the theater. I, that's what I'm guessing, because uh, I'm trying to think of the eight that count. Yeah. They got Vin Diesel a cameo at the end of uh, Tokyo, Tokyo Drift, Drift, and, and that was like a fucking home raw ball. Yeah. yeah, and if they that had never happened, it's like it's. I don't think it was. It's fascinating to me that this franchise is successful at all. <laughs> Paul Walker <laughs> is in Turbocharged Prelude. I don't know what that argument. He's is in for. the ground. <laughs> Is what he's in. <laughs> he's not. He's neither fast nor furious. Currently, oh, he's a bit okay. dirty. So let me let me ruin the opening scene of Fast Eight for you. No, <laughs> spoilers. You hate it. You hate Spoiler it. Spoiler alerts. Okay, I haven't seen any of them. I know. I, I don't even. I don't even. I don't even know what it is. I keep meaning to watch them. I don't even know what a Fast and Furious is. Uh, what is a Fast and Furious? Uh. Uh, they did this great scene where like this guy is being like uh, hustled by like his bully uncle mafioso type of person is in Havana, being offered Cuba. A, a box full of 300 channels <laughs> yeah yes yeah okay. yeah yeah it's like you sell these 350 300 is the lowest but 300 if no one is biting <laughs> if no one is biting you go okay 300 <laughs> how about it you like saving on your cable <laughs> Everybody likes savings. Remember to say that. Everybody likes savings. Repeat. Uh, everybody uh, likes... Um, uh, everybody... Everybody likes savings. Everybody likes savings, Dad. This is not hard. <laughs> How much you sell it for? Uh, 300 or if no one's biting. No! <laughs> no! 350! Okay. 350! 350. You cut to 300 if no one is biting. Okay. If no bites. 350 sounds really expensive. No, it's only expensive to the dum-dums who don't know the value. Tell them how much you pay for cables. Okay. That's only like a Tell them that. Tell them how much you pay for cables. How much do you pay for cables? Then what do you tell them? Uh, You ask, guess how much this costs. Guess how much this costs. And then you say, do you know? And then they say, I don't know. And then you say, you spend this much on cable in two months. Mm. This is for life. Mm. This is for life. Then you take out your knife. 
<laughs> Whoa! Knife? Take out your knife. Okay. And you cut your arm. <laughs> and you tell them, I only stop cutting when you buy. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> this is for life. This cable box is a good deal. <laughs> if they don't see this, keep cutting your arm. I know how you have a good trying day if you have lots of arm cut. Okay. You come back with very cut arm. I'm happy man. Uh, Vin Diesel would have come in in the middle of that conversation and be like, hey, hey why don't you leave that guy alone? Hey, you shouldn't mess with that guy. <laughs> leave him alone. I'm a melty, son, melty grandma. <laughs> I'm a melty old granny. <laughs> Bring us your fast, you furious. And then get out of our way. And then there's like the greatest macho chat ever. Like, no, he is the fastest on the island. He is the fastest car ever. And he's like, it's not how you race. It's who's racing. <laughs> <laughs> That's actual Vin Diesel. That right is how he says it. <laughs> oh, man. It's I'm, a, I'm allergic to doing Vin Diesel. He says it's not how you race. It's who's racing. Yeah. And then and they're on an island. And the guy goes, well, "What's then, the island about?" Cuba. It's Cuba. So they're about driving old cars and oh, so it's tough. all cool. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. It does look beautiful. And that's every good. Uh, does it start off with like Cuban music and everybody's like mm-hmm. in low riders and so? Hundred percent. Look at this! Look at this multicolored car! Look at this beautiful! But I do love place. that. I love all that. I do. Like I that. do too. Yeah, I love I, all that. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, like they say, a good spy movie is just actually like a brochure for the world. Like they just take you to these crazy locations. Agreed. Yes. And like you're yeah, like, yeah, oh, wow, yeah. I've never seen that. I've never seen that. I've never seen that. That there's some of that in Wonder Woman. And again, it's like, darker. You talk about Casino Royale. They do a really good job in Venice. Yep. Casino Royale was great. Yeah. The rest of them. And it opens in Africa. And the rest kind of, of them is the Wet Bandits. Yeah. But uh, 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 so Vin uh, Diesel comes Vin in. Vin Diesel comes in and says, "Like, hey, LeBron, Granny Leather Shoe, Gran- Granny Leather Shoe says, like, let's ra- uh, you know, this is how you race. I don't care how fast let's your car race. is.' And he goes, so 'Well, where's your car?' He goes over there and goes, 'Well, let's race.' He goes, 'But you won't race that car. You race that.' And the, it's the nephew's piece of shit car, is what Vin Diesel has to race in. He's like, 'Oh man, I guess now I have to prove what I just said about it's the race, yeah, not the car, <laughs> yeah.'" Oh boy, I'm eating my words tonight. But then he does eat his words in a way that, like, again, like action movies just don't care. Does he do it? Well, he starts kicking the shit, uh, the shit apart, right? And he starts rebuilding the engine on the on the fly. Like they got like three hours to race or something, and he's gonna come up with these cheats to to get the most he's out of this piece a bunch of, of shit. fucking nitrous oxide. But he's at the top of a coke can for nitrous oxide. No, like to do like a thing, like a pull. Like if once I pull this, then blah, blah, nitrous oxide trick in the book. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'll pull this off and I pull this off. Extra oxygen yeah. gets into the car. Michelle Rodriguez, are you kidding? You're gonna blow up the car? Yeah, it's gonna burn really hot, but it's okay. He's like, only it's only gotta make one mile. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna you, what's it? Dom, Dom, you're gonna blow up okay. the car, Dom. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, the first line's like, my mile. job is to smile and then show like an ounce of concern and then let you go on a suicide mission. How many times that fuck has gone off? Either both of them go. <laughs> I know. Do stupid shit. Go, yeah, but I might die. But whatever. <laughs> and then like, oh no, they're dead. Oh, they're back. Okay, it's, it's okay. Like it's like, it's oh like, no, they're dead. This one's like a sitcom with oh, the catchphrase, like, oh, "That's my dumb." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Has there been a Fast and Furious parody yet? Uh, it, it's impossible to parody. It is a self-parody. It is self-parody. You're right. You're right. And they know that. I yeah. think. Again, this is like what we talked about. I, I think bet they, yeah. two of them know it. <laughs> right. 
I'll yeah, bet, yeah. I bet Luda's in one on the One of the guys counting all of his money yeah. knows it. Ludacris got a clue. Yeah. And, hey, um, let me tell you about self-parody. Fuck the Transformers. Right. You seen a preview for that new piece of shit? No. You can't make head or tail of what is happening. That's, at all. That's all. I th- Like, none of them make any sense. The I'm first not even kidding. almost made sense. Right. Disagree. Barely. <laughs> Barely made sense. I, the, they are the shittiest fucking movies. They, they make so much goddamn money. You and I are in agreement here, and the reason why is because I'm not sure how many Transformer, Transformer movies I've seen. I don't even know. Right. Like, I think I've seen two, but I'm not, I'm not sure. On I that. saw the first two. I saw about five minutes of the third. Yeah. And I was like, enough. Enough, <laughs> and uh, and I because it because it, it, Transformers are dear to my heart. Yeah, I love the G one cartoon series. Right, and a bunch of other spinoff shit too. It's great. Yeah. It's a wonderful property that Michael Bay continues to just pummel into the dirt. Right, and the thing that I hate the most this looks like the best movie of all time. The thing that I hate the most <laughs> is that the shittier the movies get, the shittier the designs on the robots get, and the shittier the toys are. Uh, so I can't even oh, okay. I can't even buy cool toys. So this 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 cuts deep. This cuts deeper. There's a huge Transformers display at every toy spot right now, and it's eighty-eight to ninety percent shit. Mm. There's a few of the new Headmasters revisited G one ish stuff, but man, it's yeah. mostly garbage. The mm. new movie shit is garbage. This looks very good. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, real compelling. Jacob is watching the no, I'm no, watching the trailer right yeah, now. No, this looks, this all, looks great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I will see this opening of day. Of course you will. Like you are lying through your teeth. You can't understand what's happening. I like that. Like, I get it. I'm not even watching it. What I love is is that Anthony Hopkins is just like, fuck it. I'm getting a fucking check. Yep. He actually came in there. They have a thing with him where he's like, you know, Michael Bay, you know, he's really he's visionary. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, that money feels good in that pocket, doesn't it? I know, but mm. who's it for at this point? That guy's like 90. He must really love his children, <laughs> right? He loves money, but at 90, he has enough money. Do, does oh, Westworld, dude? He's the star of Westworld. You think it doesn't pay? I'm sure, but Transformers. That's it. That is the worldwide phenomenon. Of course, if you can take the cherry the cherry you and i aren't doubting the money i would do this shit in a second i mean yeah he must he must have but he's some, 90 so i mean you know some good is he 90 yeah how old is he jacob i'm trying to find what is what he's making for transformers right oh now oh my god i'm how many sure it's multiple millions if he's got, if he's got any sense he's got some back end on it because that's where the juice is that's the sweetest Whoa. plum. Cool. This, is, uh, this is real industry talk coming yeah. from Paul over here. <laughs> he's seventy nine. If he's worth if he's worth his soul, he's getting some juice on the back end. <laughs> That's what happens when I get all that Fast he's, and Furious. He's seventy nine years old. Okay, so he's 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 eighty, almost eighty. Yeah, he's my dad's age. Yeah, not quite ninety. He doesn't need he doesn't need transformer money to like. Live wherever the fuck he wants in the world right uh, now. No, he's he's got it. He got to no. Dump. So I mean, unless he's unless he's trying to like buy a basketball team, or maybe I don't know his why. kids love Transformers. Not his kids. Or his kids, his kids love kids. money. Why? Why? Well, why do you have right. to kick that one? In? Why is the one? Why is that one? You're the one that's kicking the balls right away. Right. He loves. He's got. A, he wants to give a bunch of money to other people. Great. Yeah. Uh, it's estimated that his net worth is 160 million, mm. which is lower than I would have guessed. It is lower. Well, than because guessed, he's up to this point. Had some taste in what he's done. 
<laughs> he still makes really great choices. It's also true, and if you look, probably looked at his IMDb, the spread. I mean, he actually technically retired years ago and was and done. He does a fuck ton of theater. Yeah, but he also yeah. was like, and he theater was don't pay shit. No, and he was done with it all a while ago. Right, he and then all of a sudden he came back in. Like, yeah, yeah. I want to give him. Um, they keep. He still teaches an acting class in LA. Right. See? Still teaches. Yeah. Oh, week, weekly. He's hot business. You have to take. Well, you have to just take one class that he doesn't teach to get approved. You okay. do one class, and if you do well, He'll you get to go him. in his, his class, and he has like a master class. That's awesome. It's great. Good for him. I love him. I think. I mean. Oh my god! His on Westworld, his Westworld he's insane. His Westworld good. is so good. Like I literally was like I can't believe it. Like you know, like Paul Newman got nervous about acting in, in late in life. Yeah, you know that like he really didn't want to do stuff because he felt like he just didn't. He'd lost his. Yeah, he just couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't do it on the camera anymore. Uh-huh. He just didn't feel like he wasn't doing it. And it's got to be strange, you know. Uh, I can't imagine at eighty trying to trying to feel like you still have your fastball. Do you know what I mean? He does. Like doing comedy at forty feels stranger. Do you know what I mean? Like you. Like I'm starting to feel now that like I was saying this before, like. You used to be able to talk like like Bill Maher getting in trouble for for using the N word on there, uh-huh. right? Right. Like I was like, at some point you have to accept that you're an old white guy, an old straight white guy, on air. Yes. You know, and no matter what you're doing, no matter how open minded you are, you're still that. You're that. And I said yeah. that like I get that from teaching. Like I used to, when I was teaching in my twenties, and I was, I was basically teaching my peers, right? Yes. So I got to talk to them like on the level. So there's no sentence I wouldn't let fly out of my mouth uh-huh. in a rehearsal because it just was like we're I'm here to show you that we can just go after it, you know. And that's changed for me. Sure. There's a generational thing where like, I feel like the, like the last few years, I feel like I can be written off as older and previous generation of comedy when whereas, I talk to people. Whereas I stay on fleek. Which <laughs> 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 is exactly what all your Facebook reviews say at your yeah, teaching yeah, yeah. page. Yeah, yeah. They're like, they're like, they, they, they go. They, the for Facebook reviews are mostly Paul Mattingly, fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji, lit one hundred on fleek. <laughs> <laughs> That's what those are. Yeah, yeah. So I can't imagine at eighty thinking like you're doing a movie about sex robots. I hope I'm still on West. fleek at eighty. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> I, think, I think you for sure will be on fleek when you're eighty. For sure, I, I know I will. I'll For drop, sure, I'll be dropping that bone mott on Conan. Like, yeah, well, you know, keep it on fleek. That was what the kids say. Conan will be like, "What the fuck is fleek? When did we ever even know what it was? We never did know. We never knew. No, no. I still, I'm bringing. Fleek I don't think back. people. Yeah, it's already gone, right? I'm bringing it back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it you're, the you're the one. Here we go. You're the one to do it. I'm, well. I mean, I'm keeping it on fleek. No guys. one says on fleek anymore. Like, I disagree. I listen to Matt Mathers Ice Cream Social. <laughs> and that- which one drops it, Matt or Paul? Paul does. Oh, it's oh, back. It's on fleek. <laughs> here we go. It's back. It's back. It's back. And their podcast on fleek. On fleek. <laughs> Definitely on fleek. Podcast on fleek. I'm on fleek. Paul's on fleek. We so on fleek. fleek. We on fleek. We on fleek. We got you, fam. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, just for the record, we went an extra 15 just because we talked about the NBA. Just want that on notice before we went into Scoop. Bro. All right, there you go. All right. We went 15 over than we normally do <laughs> for Scoop. Yeah. All right. That's just my apologies within the podcast. Don't give me shit on Twitter. Hey, yeah. we're trying to stay on fleek. <laughs> on fleek. Now that I didn't realize how on fleek we still were, I took, that, I took our lack of fleekness for granted. 
and talked about basketball. Don't take my fleetness for weakness. <laughs> oh man, now you're now you're really really keeping I'm it up. I'm bringing it back, you're right? It back. Don't mistake my fleetness for weakness. I, uh, Guys, uh, if, it, if if people would use that, done. I don't say this often, Paul, but I'm proud of you right now. T-shirt. I'm proud of you. <laughs> T-shirt. T-shirt. Don't mistake my fleetness for weakness. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, doesn't that person just get like hit with rock? <laughs> they fucking should. They fucking like, should. Like, anything anyone's eating is instantly thrown at the person walking around with that t-shirt on. You know what? Oh, yeah. You know what's even better is do not mistake my fleekness for weakness. Yeah. No apostrophe. Yeah. <laughs> Heavens, don't go mistaking my fleekness for weakness. It would be unwise. Yeah. It would be unwise to mistake my fleekness for my weakness. For I am on fleek. <laughs> I am now and always have been on fleek. I'm on fleek like Dawson's Creek. <laughs> From lactose is intolerance it, is not an allergy, how, God damn it! See how deeply entrenched I am with the youth? You're in there, buddy. You're in there. How today? I couldn't be more today if I tried. <laughs> I am so of the moment. Oh. Oh, put me in the refrigerator because I'm going to spoil them so fresh. You sure Good are, kid. gravy. You sure are. <laughs> You're the oldest amongst us in years, but the youngest in spirit. <laughs> From lactose intolerance is not an allergy, goddammit. He writes, hey, pals. Earlier in episode 255, you talked about how Ready Rich and y'all were annoyed at the skeptics community extreme reaction to Blue Apron's advertising as being GMO free. I get where you're coming from. I hate emotional overreactions, but as much as the ne- uh, as much as the next disgruntled white dude. But I'd like to explain why I think it actually is kind of a big deal in this case. Oh, here we go. Here we are. Ready Rich, I'm sorry I brought it up on air. Uh, it doesn't have anything to do with an actual ingre- with actual ingredient changes in Blue Apron's lineup, which may amount to zero or even extra costs we incur in their process of ensuring that their product is GMO-free, which also may amount to zero. Rather, it is about the message that they're reinforcing, which is that genetic engineering ingredients are inherently different from and worse than their non-engineered counterparts, which you guys pointed out uh, don't exist since all food is their GMOs. Uh, this, of course, encourages people to buy more food that's marketed as being GMO-free, which encourages more companies to market their food as being GMO free all in the style of a classic marketing feedback loop. In the West, we have the luxury of being able to reasonably support our arbitrary diet choices, but the problem is that this misconception doesn't stop at in the West. Genetic engineering technology has profound potential in the agri- in the agricultural sciences. It presents us with opportunities to lessen the environmental impact our agricultural agriculture causes, to improve the caloric and nutritional quality of our food, to improve food hardiness and delay spoilage, and most importantly, to expand where we can grow crops and increase our yield in the land we're already farming. I wish Hold somebody on. could delay my spoilage. I'm so fresh. <laughs> Right now, we gotta delay that spoiler. So we gotta keep fresh. you keep you so fresh until you're 80. Somebody get a box of baking soda and put it near me. <laughs> Pop the top and keep it close for fuck's sake. Oh, don't let other odors invade my space. <laughs> so fresh to death over here. Oof. Do not mistake my fleetness for my weakness. Here's the thing. I uh, I totally... You know what? If I was a horse, yeah. I'd win the preakness. Because you can't mistake my weakness for fleekness. Wait. Fleekness for weakness? You can't, you can't That was a very not on fleek statement. Oh, wrong. My fleekness will get me... Will win me the preakness. Yeah. I'm... 
<laughs> so much fleekness, I could win the preakness. <laughs> There's no cure for this sickness. <laughs> All right. Here's the thing. I'm with them 100%. So yeah. I get that. I don't understand. Like, uh, So I don't see the protests out for other companies that are doing the exact same thing. So because why have we plucked Blue Apron out of the echo chamber as a solo example? That's what I'm curious about. Uh, they're just... They're just they're doing so much marketing on podcasts right now. Like I can't listen to a podcast without a Blue Apron. That ad. is true. They're, they're 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 they got the biggest megaphone right now. Yeah. Okay. On the on the food scale. On the food on the for for podcasters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're they're what I like to say on fleek. <laughs> oh, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> now I know you don't know what that means. What do you mean? <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Worldwide, they, they might be GMO free. I'm GMO fleek. Own <laughs> fleek. Worldwide uh, hunger is still an issue, and we're already farming almost all the arable land we can afford to. Uh, now we currently produce, uh, we do currently produce enough food to feed the world. So with some improvements or in- infrastructure, we may well be able to feed a lot more people than we on, currently on do without introducing more agricultural technology to the mix. Um. Oh, okay. I, on the podcast, we talked about the pro GMO. And the pro farming techniques, I think, mm-hmm. that are going to save yeah. the planet. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're already with you on that, I think. Yeah. But I understand. If you want to educate the other other folks here, it's better better from you than us, I it's guess. An, <laughs> it's an interesting subject. It is. Stay on fleek like the Iron Sheik. <laughs> <laughs> Another timely reference. I mean, Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Iron Creek. Sheik. The Iron Sheik. I'm just canning out the pop stuff that oh, is man. today. You just fucking pulsed. On the pulse. You're just going to be fucking knee-deep in millennial pussy. Man. With this Dawson's I know, Creek right? iron sheet. Drowning in that shit. <laughs> Drowning in it. Oh. I'm making knees go weak. I'm so on fleek. <laughs> However the Earth's population you is won't continuing be able to, to grow. speak. I'm so on fleek. <laughs> and besides, we can't just wait for our infrastructures to get perfect. So we need to employ more GMO technology to help feed the world. That's why it really sucks when misconceptions about GMOs find their way to starving people who need the technology, which happens all of the time. You know what's not on fleek? What's that? Crimson Peak. Guillermo del Toro, drop the ball. <laughs> drop the ball. I'm going to wet your beak. I'm so on fleek. <laughs> I like to imagine it like this. How would you feel if a food company began marketing as being vaccine free? Sure, no food products contain vaccines to begin. Uh, no food products contain vaccines to begin with, so nothing about them has actually changed. But enough people already fear vaccines, and this marketing will only contribute to that fear. Uh, I'm not saying that it is a perfect analogy, but I think it at least helps illustrate why so many skeptics are so sen- sensitive. Love, lactose intolerance is not an allergy. God damn it! <laughs> Thank you. Is it a choice? Is it like I <laughs> it's fucking a choice. hate milk. Yep, it's a choice. Don't tell it to Clay Thompson. No, no. I'm on fleek like a chair made of teak. What? <laughs> Everybody loves teak chairs, y'all. I'm going to stab you. Teak wood is so good. I'm going to actually stab Millennials you. Millennials love teak wood. <laughs> we got one from Mr. Scooper. Hey, face fuckers, special guests. And I shout made out to- myself on fleek. Don't sweat my technique. <laughs> yes. Don't sweat the technique. That's an old uh, Big Daddy Kane song, which is relevant. <laughs> which is right on right today. Down, right, on down, the, right down millennial lane. Don't Big sweat Daddy the technique. Kane. <laughs> I've decided to stab think, myself instead. Or is that Eric B. and Rakim? 
I I need to I need to check. It's either Big Daddy. It's I think it's Eric B and Rakim now that I think. Yeah, about check it. quietly. Right. Uh, Mr. Scooper says, "Hey, face fuckers, <laughs> special guest, and a shout out to our fellow Scoop uh, friend Wayne that does stupid stuff." I was listening in horror to the very same shaving-related episode when I remembered my own traumatizing shaving experience. Uh Uh-oh. When I was a kid, my dad was in the Navy and had a really Navy-style mustache. As a kid, (laughs) I loved that thing. It looked amazing. I always hung around the bathroom when he was shaving because I wanted to be just like him and was very curious about shaving in general. Uh, One day at the... uh, It was Eric B. and Rakim. Good. I was right on the second one. Thank you. Good. Thank you. People can stop clamoring. Saved it. Saved it. Uh, One day at the uh, Nass Jack swimming pool, I jumped into the pool and spun around, attempting unsuccessfully to to perform a sweet flip. I smashed my chin against the ledge of the pool and bit clean through the area under my bottom lip. The pool quickly quickly looked like a scene from Jaws. An ambulance ride later, I arrived crying my young little eyes out at the Navy hospital. The doctor on duty there was amazing. He had a really easy time calming me down and stitching up my face. It took eight stitches in total, and I looked ugly as sin. Uh, You did not look that good to begin with. Whoa, I want a third opinion. (laughs) Okay, well, we've got some different options. We can do some chemo. We can do is, <laughs> but you're still ugly. Wah wah wah! So break me up. out, nurse. Get your lip fixed. <laughs> Play me off. So <laughs> brighten me up. The doctor showed me my face in the mirror and pointed out, "Hey, it kind of looks like a beard, just like your dad." I was over the moon. It was great. Cut to about six hours later. Oh, I have a bad feeling I know where this is going. Uh, We had finished dinner and everyone was getting ready for bed when horrifying screams came from the bathroom. My mom rushed in. Yep, I was afraid of this. My mom rushed in to find me standing on a stool at the sink, dad's razor in hand, stuck in my stitches. That's right. I was using dad's razor to shave shave off my beard and it messily cut through six of my eight stitches. On the second trip to the hospital that day, the doctor informed me that on second thought it doesn't look like a beard at all don't try to shave kid good gravy. well enjoy that oh. fuckingly yours mr scooper oh. p.s uh you don't have to read this particular section on air uh okay fine i won't <laughs> duh uh, that's tough i'm in a bad mood uh. <laughs> oh god yeah i've had a lot of stitches have you had a lot of stitches paul I don't think I've had stitch one. Did you ever had a break? I've had a stitch in my mouth. I take that back. I had stitches in the roof of my mouth for a long time. Stitch, please. When I had uh, that crazy surgery. Okay. From when they put a bracket on yeah. that tooth that was lodged in the roof of my mouth and slowly brought it down into place <laughs> over a period of months. <laughs> it was horrific. That Kentucky tooth got loose? God damn. I got it. It got, it got put where it needed to be, but jeez. <laughs> what cost? At what cost? Uh, the P.S. for Mr. Scooper, I won't read it, but uh, he, he said he thanks us for, uh, for for what we do, which we, you know we're 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 always still to do that. Says sure. that he's helped us, uh, that we've helped him out over some over some time, okay. and um, says some other things. And I'd like to once again just encourage people to, uh, if you're having some some mental troubles, go out and get some help for those. Yes. it's not a big deal. It's just something something that's a little messed up. Just like if you need stitches, you got to go get some help to get those stitches. Go get a little help to uh, to get your to get your head right. Have I said the boxing thing on air? I don't know. This is what I say to people privately about going to see therapy or mm. going to seek help. Yeah. It is a boxing club. It is a mental boxing uh, it is a mental boxing class. Okay. You can't go out on the street and punch people in the face. But you can take a boxing class, put on some gloves and punch punch some things around, right? Yeah. 
like what I what's great about therapy is like it's just a place to just say a bunch of shit that you can't say anywhere else, and and you say it out loud, it all of a sudden it sticks or it doesn't stick or whatever, and you just kind of figure it out. Like, like just it. just having the freedom to it's the freedom to mentally punch yourself in the face. Yeah, and that person is going to actually pay attention for a little while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And not claim responsibility. Uh uh-uh. uh. They're not gonna be like, why didn't you tell me sooner? Or you right. know, I've always been here for you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, for eighty dollars an hour, I have always been here for you. Right. Yeah. I went uh, again, uh, you know, earlier this year, and it uh, it helped a lot. Yeah, helped a lot. Should have gone sooner. Yeah, should have gone gonna, again sooner. But uh, I'm going yeah. tomorrow. I don't give a fuck. There you, go. dude. Get it. <laughs> get that therapy. Get it. Get the therapy you seek. And Louis stay C. on did fleek. You, did you see? <laughs> That's it. I'm back Saving to stabbing lives. Paul. <laughs> Saving lives. Saving lives. Uh, uh, you're like you a watch snowflake, the- unique. Stay on fleek. Did you? That's so like fuck you all. It's a poster. It's like a high school chat em up speech. Yeah, you're like a snowflake, unique. Stay on fleek. It's so. It's a like, guidance counselor. We brought in. Yeah, we brought in Carl to talk to the kids. Hey kids, <laughs> stay on fleek. Everybody on fleek. <laughs> Let's get on fleek in here. What do you say, huh? What do you say? How many of you guys like wrestling? You like the Iron Sheik? He's on fleek. We're joking. You know that there are people out doing high school talks right now that are using the term on fleek. You guys no, remember like the show Dawson's Creek? Better. Yeah. <laughs> that shit's on that fleek. was on fleek. That was on fleek. <laughs> I sorry, I didn't mean to say shit. <laughs> I didn't say shit. But I did. <laughs> so you guys and I, I accept it. Just I accept all of you. You're all special. You understand that? You're all fucking special. <laughs> but there's a whole lot of life left to live after this school year is over. Don't forget. If in high school you peak, you won't be on fleek. <laughs> so don't worry about it. The best, some of the best of us do not get cool until they're about my age. And then, you know, pretty cool, right? You hear that music? Jock Jams 2. Y'all ready for this? No, you're not. I know you're not. Not yet. Not yet. But one day you will be, and you'll be on fleek like me. You too. You'll be so on fleek. You won't even know. You won't even know. Yeah, I got a question from Front Row. Go ahead. I just said, like, I, I don't know. I don't know when I gave up on, on being on fleek, but like, listen to you talk today. Like, it's like, uh, gives me, gives me hope for my fleekness. Hey, right now. Yeah. You're a pipsqueak, but you're going to be on fleek oh! in about a week. You're <laughs> very if, exact. You follow my program. <laughs> it's called how to be on fleek in about a week. <laughs> here's, here's my book. It's $18. <laughs> Uh, you weren't supposed to sell the book to the high school kids. We we paid you a speaking fee. I'm on fleek. <laughs> don't worry don't about make, it. Don't make me freak. <laughs> uh, where are we at, Jacob? You can't it's curtail a- my speak. <laughs> that part's clear. It's not for Jack versus Nerd. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is
Explosion. I'm Fleek. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, I got a good friend. Hey, you, you guys might know him. The Rock. Oh, wow. Dwayne The Rock Johnson? No. This guy right here. <laughs> this rock in This rock in my hand. <laughs> my friend, this rock. He is all about working out and staying fit. Mm-hmm. But he has a saying. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go to the gym, you want to make sure you really work out. Mm-hmm. Get a good sweat going. Mm-hmm. Because if your pits don't reek, you are not on fleek. <laughs> Thanks, Pet Rock. No, The Rock. Thanks, The Rock. Oh, I mean, I'll rock. Thanks. I'll rock TM. <laughs> I'll rock TM. His name is, his name is actually Dwayne. Dwayne, I'll rock Johnson. I'll rock Johnson, no relation. No relation TM. <laughs> totally on fleek, this pebble. He's the fleekinest rock you ever met. From Colonel John. <laughs> All right, Colonel John. Oh, it's been a while. Yeah. He's on fleek. Jock vs. Nerd, now for something completely different. <laughs> the early astronauts were nothing if not the worst kind of jocks. They were fighter pilots. Uh, those crunching the numbers and drawing uh, rockets were nerds, uh, uh, dream, and they were dreaming of saving our women from the Martians. So, the nerds challenged the jocks to climb into the little spam can sitting on top of the explosive missiles, and the jocks <laughs> went for it. So it begins. That's a funny way of... Phrasing. For today's challenge, let's talk real and not real spaceships. How are you on these fun facts? Oh, I like oh, it. Oh, I'm doomed. Matt... The USS Enterprise in the original series was a blank class starship. C? It does start with a C. Uh, Cambodian? That's it. Cambodian (laughs) class starship. No. Uh, Paul, do you know? Constitution. It was Constitution. Uh, Paul, of all of the space missions sent to Mars by May 2017, about what percent failed? 25, 50, or 75 percent? 75. Incorrect. 53% of all missions failed since 2010. The score is better. Humanity 4, Mars 2. All right. Uh, You guys aren't starting off very well. No. Matt. That's because we got our answers incorrect. Or or were you saying it for other reasons? (laughs) No, mainly that. Okay. Uh, Matt, in Babylon 5, the Interstellar Alliance vessels built with Vorlon and Mimbari technology are called what? I don't even know what you just said. (laughs) Me either. (laughs) The answer is White Star. The White Star. Yeah, because they're racist. Paul, name the five interstellar spacecraft actually launched by mankind. Five interstellar spacecraft. Shit. I'm just going to go ahead and say, after the first four questions, you're both 0 for 2. Interstellar. (laughs) uh, uh, Well, would that just be the shuttles, I guess? Nope. No, it wouldn't just be the shuttles. In fact, none of the shuttles. None of the shuttles are interstellar. No. They got to just be the ones that went to the moon. Um, Interstellar does not mean go to the moon. No, it means able to go through galaxy right right well oh, wait. Oh, 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 oh just spacecraft yes oh i thought i thought okay i'm thinking capable of carrying people all right uh voyager okay voyager 2 yep um the mars rover uh nope or the mars what was it called oh, shit. i will not accept the mars <clears throat> rover all right um i also don't know if that was it what's the one that's way out there oh fuck uh not Ulysses. Shit. 
Voyager, Voyager 2. Um, sorry. Yeah. Uh, the other ones are uh, Pioneer 10, oh. Pioneer 11, oh. and New Horizons. Oh, no. Uh, those are in addition to Voyager 1 and Voyager 2. Pioneer uh, what? They're all moving. Uh, Pioneer 10 and Pioneer 11. Oh, okay. Uh, they're all moving fast enough to escape the sun's, gra- sun's gravity and reach another star in a few tens of thousands of years. Right. As of 2017, Pioneer 10 was 114 times farther away from the sun than the Earth. Uh, Earth distance from the sun is 1 AU. Pioneer 11 is 92 AU. Voyager 1 is at 138 AU. And Voyager 2 is at 114 AU. Uh, New Horizons is about 40 AU out and moving fast. Wow. So there you go. Uh, Matt, trying to go one for three here. All right. I don't think I can do it. Me either. Because the question is, Star-Lord's spaceship nope. was named what? Star-Lord's spaceship was named Lordship. Uh, I'll agree with that. <laughs> Paul, do you know? Star-Lord. Oh, um, oh, what is his ship called? I'll give you a hint, Matt. It's an M-Class Ravager. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, that was the Lordship. Yes, there you go. You got it. <laughs> I'm the Lordship. Lollipop I really in can't. outer space to make the panties drop. I can't remember. It's the Milano. The Milano. The Milano. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Paul, which planets currently, as of May 2017, are orbited by human space probes? No aliens, please. <clears throat> Mars. Okay. Earth. Yep, good. Venus. Okay. Jupiter. Okay. Saturn. Okay. I think there's one around Uranus. <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah. I think that's it. Uh, incorrect. Oh. Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn. There's nothing around Uranus, Paul. Oh. Uh, there is a bonus one here. The Dawn spacecraft is currently orbiting the uh, oh, asteroid series. Bonus questions for shit we don't know about. Yes. Good. I was close. Yep. I had it, but then I, I had to add Uranus. You reached. <laughs> Story went, of your life, my friend. I, well, that's, I mean. Story of your life. I'll accept it. Uh, Mercury was orbited by a messenger. From 2011 to 2015, Uranus and Neptune only had flybys by the Pioneer and Voyager missions in the 1970s, and Pluto had a flyby from New Horizons in 2015. But Pluto's not technically a planet anymore, or has it regained its planetary status? I don't think it does. So there you go. So it wouldn't even matter, question-wise, with planet. Not a planet anymore. Meow, meow, meow. We get technical. clicker, <laughs> so you all went over on that, which means I won. But we have a bonus question here. And Cat's that game. Is, what is the role of the president of the Imperial Galactic Government in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy stories? Uh, to go fuck himself? Pretty much. Uh, his job is not to wield power, but to draw attention away from it. The qualities he is required to display are not those of leadership, but those of a finely judged outrage. Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm going to give that one to Matt. So that may, that means Matt wins. <laughs> all right, guys. What an exciting week of Chuck versus Nerd. Yep. So, oh. neighbor, we all learned something today. Now let's put our pants back on and you can all go home. Yay. Thank you, oh, Colonel John. All right. Thank you, Colonel John, for showing us how much smarter you are than us. <laughs> okay. Um, about- if you had just asked, am I smarter than you guys, we would have just said yes. Yeah. I like it, though. I like, I like you know, mixing the, the nerdy fake questions with the real questions. I do yeah. like the format, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I want to thank uh, Pendulet for creating this podcast. Uh, I also want to thank. Uh, do you want to do nicknames again, Paul? Sure. I'm or... just really glad that uh, as we started that Jack versus Nerd, I made this Matt and Paul scoring table so I could keep track of the scores. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> <laughs> that came in handy. Wow. Yep. 
That's impressive stuff. Shoo! I want to thank uh, Thomas on Fleek Beach. Howard Fleekin Jackson. I want to thank uh, Tommy. What the Fleek? Rhiannon. Jonathan Fleeky Kaplan. Scoop to my Fleek T. Chief Fleek Scoop. Uh, Warren, don't break my beak, bro, on Fleek. Mistress Fleek Scoop. Moose Fleek Scoop. <laughs> the Center for Science and Wonder. Nice. On Fleek. <laughs> Will freaking McBreeden. Billy Bob Fleek. Danny, my freaking old one. RJ Fleekin' Owens. Uh, raspberry. Oh, it's about to get fleeky in here. Sorbet. Scoops of fleekin' data. Scooper, fleeker, duper. St. John John Fleek. Country, fleeksy, scoopsy, scoop. Tim Fleek Warnicky. He scoops me, he scoops me not, then he scoops me on fleek. Wendy on fleek. Angela Chan uh, Fleekenstan. Bad pirate fleek scoop. Aaron, uh, captain of the fleek. Graham, also fleeky Whitaker. Praline's fleekin' dick. Jake fleekin' Schneider. Uh, scoop fleeker cadabra. Kimchi douche scoop fleek fleek fleek. Uh, is Christine Elsesser on fleek? Yes, sirree, Bob. Sarah Joe fleek Dunstan. Christy fleek Salinas fleek. Sarah fleekin' Boyle. Uh, David uh, fleekness. Is my weakness on my penix. <laughs> Pickles, get that fleek. David walked her, damn near fleeked her. Steve Fleek Swenson. Scoopometrics, uh, fleekometrics on fleek my scoop. Fleekin' Smitty scoop. Six fleek foot fleek scoop fleek on fleek. <laughs> Jacob! I got nothing, so have a good day, scoops. All right, guys, we love you all in a sexual way. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see you soon. Thanks for being listeners. Thanks for being subscribers. Special thanks to our audio mafia, our visual mafia, all the people on our social media. We're at Hey Scoops on every platform there is. A lot of people sharing nice, fun sticker photos right now. You can get stickers too if you go to patreon.com slash Hey Scoops. The monthly backers uh, give us, uh, every listener, bonus episodes as well get bonus episodes of their own on our exclusive RSS feed. Check it out. Don't mistake my fleekness for weakness. I could win the preakness. <laughs> it sounded like Don King. <laughs> it's time to do a triple threat. <laughs> Only in America. Only in America can you get your fleekness on the weakness for the weakness. <laughs> uh, Justin true. Cannon would like a triple threat about the truth lasso. That's to honor my uncontrollable excitement for the Wonder Woman movie. Yes. So how about the triple threat? Well, about the truth lasso. Well justified. 185 truth lassos walking to the bar. Bunter says we don't serve truth lassos. The truth lassos say, I see. <laughs> okay. You're telling the truth. I like my uh, women, like I like my truth lasso uh wound up by other women uh they call me the truth lasso because i like to tie people up and they usually tell me the truth after i do it uh, <laughs> usually that truth is i don't like when you tied me up mm -hmm. i've called the cops <laughs>
What's the difference between your mom and the truth lasso? What's what? that? One is an irredeemable whore. The other is the truth lasso. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference between your mom and the truth lasso? I don't know. Uh, uh, I, I, uh, I don't know either. <laughs> you need that truth lasso. I need that truth lasso. What's the difference between your mom and the truth lasso? What? One's a truth lasso. One's a true asshole. <laughs> Nice. All right, good. I can't do better than that. <laughs> fleek. Fleek. <laughs> Score fleek. See you, Scoops. Well, that's it. We just got one? Yeah. No, just the one. I'm going to hit, hit Paul in the mouth now. I'm the fleek of the note. week. Going out on a high note. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Dawson's Creek. <laughs>